This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Watch Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning, 14th day of January. It's all about the Bulldogs, man. I got some reach out from a couple folks. Sam, they wanted to uh, let us know, our audience know that they're listening and they're they're pulling for the Bulldogs. Well, they're big fans of the Bulldogs and wish they could be a part of the celebration. Heard from some folks. All them guys working over Curry Honda, the service department. They reached out. If you're going over to Curry Honda, say hey to... Uh, Old Junior and, and, and uh, Sarah over there. And from Nancy's Pizza. We were there a, little, a couple weeks ago. They are listening. Congratulations. They want to go out to the Georgia Bulldogs. So we're hearing yeah. from folks who can't be a part of the parade, but they want to, like, send a little shouts out to them. So there you go. And, of course, if you're just joining Sam and I, we are here on Saturdays now. We start off our show with, um, you know, our story of the week. And if you missed it earlier, my story of the week was that the Girl Scouts have a new cookie. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a big news, man. They ain't had a new cookie in forever. Raspberry. Re- but we'll get into that another time. You got to bring our guest on here. He's a friend of the show. And every time Bill comes on, he seems to say something that just stays with me because of his, the richness of his time here in Georgia, the connection with you. You, I mean, there's inevitably a story that connects you two together, whether it's in a car traveling someplace or in a studio doing the show, or you had to hang around because Bob Costas wouldn't shut up. Whatever it is, he says something. So would you bring your friend and our guest on, please? Absolutely. So glad he had a chance to spend some time with us this morning. He's there in Athens. I don't know if he's parking cars in his yard or, or you know, whatever, <laughs> people stopping by to get a hot cup of coffee on their way to the celebration. But we're back this morning. Bill Hartwood, good morning. Welcome morning, back Bill. to the show. And Happy New Year, too. Hey, yes. how y'all doing this morning? We we are we are having fun. We should ask him the question of the morning. What's that? Before we get into all this other stuff, everybody, you, Garrett, me, we, we, we with this whole news about the Girl Scouts. Bill, what is your favorite Girl Scout cookie? When they come knocking on your door, what's the one you got to get every year? What's that box? Oh, golly. 
um, I guess the Thin Mints is is that uh, one <laughs> yeah. of them. I like that. Um, but um, I hadn't had any in, in a long while. I'm a trim 192 right now. Dude, I'm Ooh. I'm right there with you, buddy. I'm down 50, and I'm look I'm I'm about a I'm about a nine iron from looking up at 200 for the first time in a while. So <laughs> I'm I'm happy about that. But today, listen, let's talk about what he's got going on in his backyard. Yeah, Bill, what's going on over there, and how how you feeling about seeing everybody descend on Athens again? Well, it, it's wonderful, really. And I'm looking out here at the blue sky, and it's cold and it's windy. But uh, I still suspect lining Lumpkin Street and then into the stadium, there may be 100,000 people here today. Um, it's quite something I I have to pinch myself to understand, to realize that Georgia's won uh, two national championships in a row, possibly going to win another one next year. Uh, I know Sam's predicting that. I, I oh, am. Yeah. I, I've seen that schedule. And yeah, yes, I am predicting that for, for, for Georgia for this coming year. But, but Bill, talk about this because we had we saw this last year, and we're seeing it again. This big celebration, this big parade, the dog walk, and the big ceremony inside. But what happened in 1980? Because Georgia won the national championship. Then you know at the Sugar Bowl, they came back. Did they have? I don't remember what they did for the team. What did they do? No, they didn't. Uh, here's what I remember, and this has been a long, long time ago now. Um, back then, people could go to the concourse at the airport and greet the team. Yep. And that's what I remember happening. In fact, I think I was live uh, on WAGA television back then when the team arrived. Uh, but the people went all the way to whatever concourse they landed at and welcomed the team. They brought them through the concourse and then down some stairs and out to the buses. They could have just deplaned right onto the buses, but they knew the crowd was in the concourse. So they deplaned onto the concourse, went past the crowd, and then back down to the buses. And it is there was no celebration at the stadium or anything like that, no parade. But what there was was a – uh, celebration uh, gathering at Stegman Coliseum, okay. uh, and it was run by the uh, one and only Dan McGill, ah. who was the longtime sports information director, and and um, after that, uh, the, the longtime tennis coach winning national championship. Uh, he conducted it and was his great funny self and had all the nicknames like Herschel Walker, the goal line stalker. Um, that was that was the celebration, but it was at Stegman Coliseum, and there couldn't have been more than ten thousand people there, if that. Wow! And you think about what they're doing today in Athens, folks. We please be spending some time on the wayfor.com hotline this morning with Bill Hartman and Bill. Oh, here we go! Here we go! Where does this Georgia team rank now? I mean, the most wins ever. Uh, they they did everything a team could do. They won conference championship. They won the division championship. They won the national championship. Uh, rank with you as far as Georgia football team. All right, I'm I'm ready to say with uh, no reservations that this is the greatest Georgia football team ever. And I've seen these teams since I was a, a baby, probably 1953. Uh, this is the greatest ever. I, I think that Stetson Bennett has got to be known as the greatest quarterback in Georgia history. And I, I think that Stetson Bennett's the greatest player in Georgia history. He'll be the most decorated player, 
Although he's not an All-American, and that I don't understand that. How can you not be on an All-American team when you've done what you've done for two years? Does he get penalized because of his age, do you think, Bill? No, I don't think so because of his age, but I, I think uh, because of his uh, height and, and his look and all that, I think people – hey, a year ago, Sam, uh, y'all, I was – I was ready to say, yeah, it was great. He won the national championship. But let's see Brock Vandergriff or let's see Carson Beck. Uh, <laughs> I was wrong, as, yeah. <laughs> as, as was everybody else. Um, but he doesn't look like the the greatest player ever at Georgia. He just doesn't look like it, but he is. Yeah, ask the guys at Ohio State because they all said the same thing. Boy, you look at him, he don't look like no great, great athletes, but, boy, he makes some things happen. Uh, Bill, talks about this team, though. What, what is it? We know the record, but what's some things, elements of this team that makes us the greatest team? Because we felt like there may be some drop-off defensively with this team because of all the guys that went to the league last year. Yeah, all the guys that went to the league last year, but all the guys that were coming in, from high schools and from being a backup last year. Now they were the starters, and then they've got uh, – they can run in, seriously. They can run in a great second-team defense that is maybe the second-best defense in the country, second-best only to the first team at Georgia. That's – the athletes that Georgia has now is just – it's incredible. I've never seen anything like it. I the, what other team has this many five stars, this many guys who everyone in the country wanted? There, there is no other. This is that's the key to this. Is there? They got four running backs that anybody would want as a starter anywhere else. Um, they got tight ends that they're so good that some of them have to go elsewhere to play. That's the key. And that's the thing. That's that's the new normal in, in in football. Well, in sports, when you talk about the college level, because as soon as the season's over with, you find out how many of your guys on your team have jumped into the transfer portal. And this gets to my question: Is is that transfer portal going to sort of neuter upcoming great coaches? Because he can't sustain. I mean, you just you can't keep all the players you want you want you want to keep. And guys are just jumping all around. And I wonder if there's going to be a larger effect as far as coaching because of that. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, I think the great coaches are the ones who will be able to keep the great players. And Kirby seems to have that about him, that he can keep the great players. I mean, the folks that are transferring from Georgia are great players, but they're second or third team, and they need to get on and um, – get their NFL uh, video going so that they can be drafted in the first round. They just can't do it at Georgia because there's another greater player in front of them. But uh, the great coaches are going to be the ones that can keep the uh, players they need to win a national championship. Yep. Bill, that brings on another question as we see, you know, what, what Coach Saban is doing. And, and, and Alabama's going to have a little something to say about, you know, ne next season because he's recruited so hard. And we saw um, Coach Smart making three stops yesterday. I think there's several schools. I think he was at uh, Gainesville yesterday. I think he was at Mill Creek yesterday. He was at Greene County. It doesn't stop. Um, talk about that. And how long does somebody stay in the coaching business when you just won a national championship and you got to get out and recruit in person? Uh, the way you're having to do to maintain where you are. It takes a special person to do that. And I, 
I couldn't do it. My father was the backfield coach uh, at Georgia from 39 until 56. And um, he he got out of the coaching business uh, in 1956, partly because even back then, it was a 365-day uh, job. And uh, he wanted to be with his family more. Uh, I can't imagine this Kirby Smart. I can't imagine saving how they they get off the airplane and they go to Gainesville to recruit somebody. I, you know, see again to that point. I'm wondering if it's them or are they just the closers? Because you got a staff of people who, first of all, when somebody from Georgia, from Alabama, picked the school, knocks on your door to talk to you, you're going to open it gleefully. All right, but when it gets down to crunch time, that's when that's when Saban, that's when Kirby and those guys show up. And if I, I thought that was the process that's still in place. You guys are telling me it's changing now, where Kirby got to jump on a plane like two days after the national championship, or he's sending his guys out there and said, "Listen, you guys get things locked down, and I'll be out there in a week." Everybody's out. Everybody was out yesterday. The, the yeah, assistants were out. Everybody. everybody. Yeah. Here's here's, yeah, here's I mean even. Go ahead, Bill. Go ahead, Bill. The backfield coach has to be out there and yeah Kirby is the closer but I think Kirby does a little more than just closing I think he makes initial contact in some cases well all I got to say is this was not a good week for that dude over there in Alabama first of all he got put his business on blast by by David Pollock on national tv in the pregame show talking about how George is taking him over and then of all people Lane Kiffin steals his defensive coordinator this week Pete Golding's going over to Ole Miss I just think that this is the beginning of the end of whatever Alabama used to be they are now joining they're coming back to the pack and Georgia is there up top looking down on them boy that is uh that's, I, I think, clear now. I mean, Alabama still will contend for a national championship next year. Let's don't kid ourselves. But it has started. It has started. He's 70 years old, too. and um, But it has started uh, the down that, that Alabama is no longer going to be the preeminent program. Georgia is that right now. And I'm not sure Alabama's second or even third. Um, boy, Ohio State, golly, they're they're right there, and and I think surprise, surprise, Southern Cal is going to be there too. Yep, yep, they're going to be back. I, we please spend some time with. By, with the, by the way, guys, I I have a great cri- trivia question that my friend Hokey Sloan uh, brought <laughs> oh. forth. Okay, can you name can you name the quarterback, the NFL quarterback? who played his high school football and his college football in the same stadium. Uh-oh. Wow. I cannot. Mm, high school football. And this was a great NFL quarterback. Not not just a, a, a NFL quarterback. He was a superstar. Wow. Played his high school ball and his college ball in the same stadium. Wow. Mm. Mm. I'll say... We won't waste much time on this. I'm going to give you another 10 seconds, and uh, then I'll tell you. Because Is he, it, okay. You're not going to get it. Okay. Uh, all right. Fran Tarkington. You're right. Fran Tarkington. Athens High School back in the 50s and the 60s until uh, um, the mid-60s played their games at Sanford Stadium. I did not know that. 
So really? Isn't that a great trivia question? Did I get the answer? Did I get it right? Yeah, you well, got well, it right. Fran well, wait, well, well, oh, well, Bill, I, Bill, I, Bill, I get, Bill. I get something for that. Come on now. <laughs> Bill. But, but were, yeah. there light, were there lights then? Absolutely. There were lights on the field. The, the big light posts were on the field. And I've played at Sanford Stadium um, before. And if you went out of bounds, you, you're going to hit you, – you would likely hit the big light pole that was on the field. So they took them out when? When did they take – we get some Sanford Stadium history. Because when do they came? Okay, for the longest time, uh, Georgia, had to kick, Georgia had to kick off at noon forever because for a time there were no lights, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they took the light post out in, uh, before the 64 season. Man. But until then, Athens High School played its games at Sanford Stadium. Wow. I, that that's that's that, that that's pretty remarkable because I just remember. I told you he's gonna come on here with some nuggets. Didn't something, I tell something. you, man? Bill? Well, I got well, I got one. I got one that I threw at him this week because uh, Georgia. I don't know of another college football team and get this both of you that beat uh, an opponent from each of the Power Five conferences in the same season. This Georgia team has done that, and we forget the Pac-12 team because they beat Oregon. Seemed like two years ago. <laughs> yeah, first game. <laughs> right. But right, that was beat. a good one. That was a good one, and I have certainly used that, um, uh, talking to people about what happened. They beat a team, and, and then they they beat eight teams from the Southeastern Conference. Yeah, yeah, just a remarkable, remarkable, remarkable season, Bill. We are, yeah, we are, yeah. We are, we appreciate you getting up and spending some time. We always appreciate you spending yeah, some time always, with us. Man. And uh, not to make some money too, man. Well, you got people been, parking. I've, yeah, I've been up. I've You've been, been up. You what? guys, this is the latest I've ever been on with you. Guys. What's going on? <laughs> hey, we got bumped around here to do uh, today too. So that's all right. So you ain't got anybody up there doing donuts on your front yard, right? You everybody staying off your off your no, property? No. No, no. Um, I actually live at the Georgia Club on a golf course, so I'm looking out at the seventh hole right now. No cars up here, but there's going to be plenty parking on some grass down in Five Points tonight. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> By the way, is that seventh a water hole or is it a dog leg? This is a uh, par five dog leg right. Okay. Got fairway traps that are just awful. Oh, that's to my swing, too, if it's to the right. All right, go ahead, Sam. Sorry about Yikes. that. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Bill, thanks so much for the time, man. Always great catching up with you. Appreciate and, uh, it. Enjoy right. the day. Enjoy the day of celebration in Athens today. All right, guys. See you later. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.